Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success, hosted by John Biggs. Every week, we talk to an amazing person about a time they failed and what they learned. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going. Welcome back to Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success, or success and failure, I suppose. Today on the show, we have Cindy Gallup, one of my favorite people. She's the founder and CEO of Make Love, Not Porn. Welcome, Cindy. I'm, uh, I'm glad you could join me. Thank you, John. Thrilled to be here. Yeah, I think, I think I've had you on almost all my podcasts in various capacities. <laughs> right. So you're, uh, you're, 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 you're evergreen. I'm honored. Excellent. So, Cindy, why don't you tell us what, you, what you're working on, what the uh, Make Love, Not Porn, and then, uh, and then we can go into the, uh, the failure success aspect of it. Sure. So, um, so I have a business that is um, a complete and total accident because I didn't consciously, intentionally set out to do this. Um, it comes out of my direct personal experience dating younger men and realizing that when we don't talk openly and honestly about sex, porn becomes sex education by default in not a good way. Mm-hmm. And I realized this 14, 15 years ago before anybody else was, you know, talking about this, writing about it. And I started Make Love Not Porn back then. And what Make Love Not Porn is today is we are pro-sex, pro-porn, pro-knowing the difference. So we are the world's first and only user-generated, 100% human-curated social sex video sharing platform. The way to think about us is if porn is the Hollywood blockbuster movie, Make Love Not Porn is the badly needed documentary. We are a unique window onto the funny, messy, loving, wonderful, comical, awkward sex we all have in the real world. We are socializing sex in the real world, bringing it out into the sunlight to promote consent, communication, good sexual values, and good sexual behavior. We're literally sex education through real world demonstration. And we call ourselves the social sex revolution. The revolutionary part is not the sex. It's the fact we're finally making it social. Mm-hmm. And you've been working on this for about 13 years. So that's, and it's, it's been hard going. I think you've mentioned something about the, the FinTech aspect of this whole thing and, and how it, how it was built out. Yep. So, um, so I think, you know, I, I love the fact that I'm on your podcast um, with the title Keep Going, John, because that, <laughs> um, you know, that, that is absolutely what I've been doing. But actually, for our audience, um, I and what is now happening with Make Love Not Porn, we are the living demonstration of the fact that, you know, the, 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 uh, the way I put it is time is a very interesting business dynamic in a way that not enough people realize. Because irrespective of what you may be doing with your startup, with your business, the sheer passage of time changes things. Mm -hmm. Time passing changes mindsets, changes industry dynamics, changes marketplace trends. And so as the OG of sex tech, you know, I'm, I'm delighted to be having this conversation with you now because I have been both failing and succeeding for the past 13 years, but I've been failing at something that now for the first time, um, there are some very interesting opportunities not to fail any longer. And, um, and to explain to our audience um, what I mean by that, 
I mean, I will say that where I've been succeeding is that 13 years later, Make Love Not Porn is still here. And that is extraordinary in a world where, as as you and I know, 75% of all startups fail within the first five years. Mm -hmm. And Make Love Not Porn has many more obstacles um, than your average startup. And so this brings me on to the failing part because, you know, I didn't realize until I embarked on this venture that I and my tiny team would fight a battle every single day to keep it going, basically because every piece of infrastructure other tech startups get to take for granted, we can't because the small print always says no adult content. And the area in which this is my single biggest operational day-to-day challenge is in the area of finance and specifically payments. Because PayPal won't work with adult content, Stripe can't, mainstream credit card processors won't. And so what that means is that for the 10 years that Make Love Not Porn has been operating as a business, with our revenue sharing business model, I foresaw the creator economy 13 years ago. Our members pay to subscribe, rent and stream social sex videos. Half that income goes to our contributors. We call out Make Love Not Porn stars. But basically, I have to work with adult-friendly payment processors where, because the adult industry has nowhere else to go, their rates are extortionate. I pay out 12% of my revenue every month in payment processing fees versus the mainstream rate, which is you know 3% or less. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the interesting thing about um, failing for 13 years. Um, so, you know, um, when I first began running up against all of these financial obstacles um, 13 years ago, somebody said to me, Cindy, to do what you want to do, you're going to have to start your own bank. And I was so angry at everything I was encountering. I went, I'm going to start my own bank. So I, I literally set out to start my own bank 13 years ago. And I talked to an attorney. And that was when I discovered that 13 years ago, it was impossible to start your own bank. Because, I mean, you know, regulation just makes it um, absolutely not something you can just do. So um, what I'd like to say is that for the past 13 years, I've been parallel pathing two things working to build Make Love Not Porn and working to change the business and cultural context around it. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a truly world-changing startup, you have to change the world to fit it, not the other way around. So um, I've kept Make Love Not Porn operational for the past 10 years on just $3 million of funding. That's an extraordinary achievement. So I am now setting out to raise a round of serious funding. I'm setting out to raise $20 million to scale Make Love Not Porn and to build out a number of product expansions, what I'm calling the Make Love Not Porn universe, that are designed to act as growth engines to turbocharge um, paid subscriber growth for the core business. And what is really interesting about this 13 years on is, um, so so first of all, I am finding a ton of interested investors. Mm -hmm. And and, and this is especially interesting, John, because here's my challenge. um, And this has always been my challenge. I've always known that my investors are out there. There are a ton of them. Um, By the way, there are a ton of them in every single country in the world. They are impossible to find by the usual means because they all have one thing in common. Your willingness to fund Make Love Not Porn is entirely a function of your personal sexual journey. Mm-hmm. It's a function of your personal lens on sex and sexuality that's been shaped by your own experience. 
And I have no way to research and target for that, especially because sex is the one area where you cannot tell from the outside what anybody thinks on the inside. Mm -hmm. The people who look like they would totally get it don't. The people who look like complete prudes do. And so my investor finding strategy has been, I put what I'm doing out there all the time. You know, I promote Make Love Porn across all my social channels. I do every media interview, go on every podcast, because I have to make synaptic connections happen that will draw those investors to me. Now, this is a very long, slow, painful, and highly inefficient process, but the good news is every soften it works. And the even better news is in the past year, it's been working more and more. Mm-hmm. I am personally gobsmacked at how effective LinkedIn is at bringing me incoming investor interest. <laughs> it, it, seriously, John, I mean, who knew? Investor, uh, you know, but because I, I, I have no shame. I ask money on LinkedIn all the time, you know. Uh, I explain that I'm raising funding. And investors reach out to me out of the blue and go, hi, you know, I see you're raising funding. Tell me more. You know, I'm intrigued. I'd love to hear about this. So, um, so the really good news is I now have an ever-lengthening list of investors who have expressed interest in funding Make Love Not Porn. And, um, and you know, I've, I've just been updating and revising my pitch deck and about to blast out. But, but, but here's the really interesting thing on, on the financial front, because I've been failing for 13 years to basically um, find a way to take payments and to be able to reinvent banking around what is actually a no-risk venture in what is deemed a high-risk category in the fintech world. Because at Make Love Not Porn, there's no self-publishing of of anything. You know, we human curate everything. And because we're social sex, couples watch our videos together, we have a virtually zero chargeback record. But but the conventional world of fintech has never wanted to listen to that. So... um, What I find fascinating about the conversations I'm now having with investors in 2022 is that I'm talking to investors who not only see the unicorn potential of Make Love Not Porn, but also something that, I mean, you and I have talked about this in the past, the unicorn potential of funding and building the infrastructure for sex tech. And in order to do that, um, you, you know, that person who spoke to me 13 years ago is absolutely right. I need to find a bank. I need to find a bank who will partner with me and underwrite what I desperately want to build and prove out, which is the stripe of sex tech. And and, and so here are the conversations I'm now having, because I I was talking to to some people who um, want to help me raise funding for Make Love Not Porn, and I was talking about precisely this issue of payments. And they told me that somebody in their network, um, a man who is a very big property investor, real estate, um, he had bought a bank. Um, He bought a um, local bank um, and he'd done that specifically to process his own mortgages, Mm -hmm. which obviously makes enormous sense when you're a real estate investor. And um, and so they were telling me this because they want to introduce me to this man. Um, They said, you know, that they think that he will get the, the enormous potential of, you know, not only partnering with Make Love Not Porn on payments, but actually everybody else with legal, ethical, transparent sex tech. But then, you know, they said to me, and actually, he and this group of investors bought this bank for something like $18 million. And they went, you could totally raise that amount 
to buy your own bank. And I went, okay, guys, love the way you're thinking. God raised the funding to make love, not porn first. But but the really interesting thing, John, is that, you know, in 2022, I'm now talking to people who see the opportunity. And also, we are now in a world where it is entirely possible to buy a bank. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've subsequently talked to other investors who are also looking at, at, at buying banks and have the opportunity to buy digital banks for a great deal less than that. And, you know, this is what is interesting. You can fail for 13 years and, you know, and you can absolutely work to change the circumstances around that. And the sheer passage of time means that where where you end up at is a place where what was not possible 13 years ago is now possible. And so I go back to the resonance of the title of this podcast, which is absolutely keep going, because the time will come when you can do things that appeared completely impossible. Now, so this is an interesting, this is an interesting quandary because we're kind of in a, so the folks that I've talked to thus far have always been, okay, well, this is the moment when all of my, all of my resources are expended and I just can't go anymore. But you, uh, almost out of it's a, it's more of a mission as opposed to as opposed to almost like a business to, the, it, it didn't make logical sense to keep going uh but in this case you did and i think that made all the difference what what encouraged you in particular uh to continue this this route uh when so many others um i mean we're essentially telling you that it's it's unfundable and and they didn't want to talk about it etc i remember this this was this was years ago mm. when you told me about yeah. how the vcs would just laugh you out of the room yeah yeah. Um, well, here's the thing, John, rather usefully, the dynamic that most motivates me to do anything, to keep going no matter what, is the one I characterize as, I'm going to fucking well show you. <laughs> you tell me it can't be done, I'm going to fucking well show you. You put an obstacle on path, I'm going to fucking well show you. I take all of that demoralization, all of that depression, and honestly, I mean, there are absolutely moments when I've thought about giving up. I channel all of that into motivation and inspiration. And, you know, um, um, I'm especially, um, you know, determined to do that, John, because A, every single day, our community at Make Love Not Porn writes to us and tells us how we change their lives. As a unique venture, we have a unique capability. We have the power to change people's sexual attitudes and behavior for the better in a way that nothing else does. That's extraordinary. And B, you know, honestly, I am, I'm really, really angry. I'm really angry at investors' refusal to fund me for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's changing now, but I'm really angry about the fact that if I'd raised the funding I was looking for 13 years ago, the world would be in a very different place um, to, 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 to the way it is now around this entire issue of porn and sex education. I'm angry that female founders don't get funded. You know, As you know, last year, only 2% of all venture capital went to female-founded ventures. 98% went to predominantly white male-founded ventures. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm angry about the ludicrous, ludicrous prejudice that I encounter um, the way often with you know investor conversations business partnerships i'm made to feel like a pariah when honestly john you know i and make love not porn offer what should be investors holy grail we are the opportunity to monetize sex safely Mm -hmm. and there's nothing bigger than that 
So, so yeah, I mean, I, I channel all of that into, I'm going to fucking well show you. Hmm. Okay. So that's a, uh, that's definitely a, that's definitely a, um, it's different. It's different from the way folks have been, have been handling this, but I think, I think in your specific case, I think that was the best way to go. I mean, it deserved to be out there and you made it, you pushed it out there. What, 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 aside from the, aside from almost, I guess it's almost a palpable anger at this. What else, what else drove this? uh, I'm going to show you attitude. Um, you know, um, I think also, um, um, you know, just, I, I, you know, you, I mean, you said earlier, um, John, that, um, you know, you felt I was driven by the fact this is more of a movement than a business. Mm-hmm. Um, at one level, that's true, because, you know, this is absolutely, as I said, you know, I didn't choose to take this path. As the saying goes, the path appeared, but, but, but it, it, it undoubtedly is my path. But on the other hand, um, to be frank, um, the conversations I've had with investors, um, I've now learnt to start with this, which is I go, I want to make one thing very clear up front. I am out to make an absolute goddamn fucking shit ton of money for you with me. <laughs> okay. And in fact, John, my, my pitch deck, um, you know, the, 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 um, the, um, the very first slide um, uses a quote from my original pitch, Make Love Not Porn, um, from back in 2011, um, where I said then, what I'm saying now, I want to change the world through sex and make a lot of money doing it. And I, I'm very clear about that because um, I see the extraordinary financial potential of what I'm doing. And by, by the way, John, I'm flying the flag for all other sex tech founders and especially female sex tech founders because, you know, what I've been saying to investors for years is, oh, my God, the money there is to be made. But the money to be made in two areas, the second one of which nobody ever thinks about because you know, even today, nobody fully comprehends that this is actually possible. So the first area is obviously the money made out of sex. We all have it, you know, we all enjoy it. And especially now, John, in the current downturn, sex is recession proof, and the market never, ever goes away. Mm -hmm. You know, sex tech is absolutely what you want to back right now. But, but, But secondly, you know, oh, my God, the money to be made out of socially acceptable sex. When you do what I'm out to do with Make Love Not Porn, what I have been doing for the past 10 years, when you socialize and normalize sex in the real world, you then normalize people feeling really okay about publicly buying your goods, products, and services, and then publicly doing what they already do with everything else, publicly recommending, publicly sharing, publicly reviewing, publicly advocating, and publicly badging themselves as brand ambassadors. Mm-hmm. That's the trillion-dollar financial future I'm going after. Uh, and by the way, that is why, you know, somebody said to me um, in these investor dialogues I'm having, Cindy, you have the next big idea after the internet, and they're not wrong. When you socialize sex, you make extraordinary things happen. You, you dramatically improve public health outcomes. You massively impact mental health. You, you end rape culture. You know, th- th- um, there are so many things that, you know, again, I go back to my, my original point, 
you can make an absolute goddamn fucking shit ton of money when you fund what I'm doing. And so, you know, this is absolutely about doing good and making money simultaneously. And I am so out to prove that point, to prove that, you know, this is the ultimate investment opportunity every VC is overlooking currently. And, you know, it's the one that, honestly, there are wheels within wheels that will print money, money machine go brr, 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 all mm-hmm. over the shop when you fund sex tech. <laughs> all right. So you were, so this is, this is a, this wasn't even a, uh, this was, this was more about keep going than about, uh, than about worrying about the uh, success or failure in this case. It's just the, the, the maintenance, the maintenance of the, of the idea and the goal is the, is the key here. Um, yeah. But, and, and also, um, um, John, you know, um, another reason to keep going, um, um, you know, in case this helps our audience, is, you know, I refuse to be the friendster of sex tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I refuse to blaze the trail for 13 years for everybody else to come through and make a shit ton of money off the back of it. You know, and by the way, I want everyone else to make a shit ton of money alongside me. But, you know, I refuse, I refuse to have been so ahead of my own time that I don't get, get to reap the rewards. And so, you know, that also is a very important reason to keep going. Because, you know, actually in every sector, there are people who did give up after putting in a ton of work and, uh, and they enabled other people you know, to, to, to absolutely um, mm-hmm. seize opportunities that weren't there for them. But I refuse to be that kind of person. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's uh, 100% uh, the case, yeah. <laughs> so many people have gone, have done so many startups before, and then all of a sudden one person is like, oh, well, here's chat, and then you have Slack. Uh, yeah. But everybody else, yeah. there's been 50,000 different kinds of Slacks yeah. out there. Yeah, hmm. um, yeah, exactly. And, and as I say, I, I feel enormously heartened now because finally 13 years later i am talking to people who get it and and you know to, and, and 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 who feel you know um absolutely determined to you know help with what i'm doing want want to be a part of it want to fund it um because because the world has moved to a place where i mean for example John, 13 years ago, when I launched Make Love Not Porn with, with my TED Talk at TED 2009, I was the very first person to stand on a stage and publicly identify that porn was, was becoming sex education by default. Today, 13 years later, you can't turn around without falling over another media headline going, oh my God, kids and porn. So now everybody knows what the issue is and everybody understands why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, that that um, widespread awareness, you know, to, um, uh, again, is another reason to keep going, because whatever it is that you're tackling, the time will come when the world really sees how important what you're doing is, because there is much more widespread awareness of the problem. And obviously, we hate that the problem has to get much more widespread for, for that to happen. But but I'm absolutely seeing that happen. Again, the sheer passage of time changes things. Cindy, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us. This has been, I think, this is going to be extremely helpful for folks who are who are uh, in the middle of it, right? Um, to, um, absolutely. You know, I, I, I really want to say, you know, fire yourself up. Go. I'm going to fucking well show you, and just keep going. And by the way, John, exactly the same thing applies to the world of journalism. 
you know, to, um, there are absolutely ways to reinvent journalism, to reinvent the business model around it, to make an absolute goddamn fucking shit ton of money doing what you love doing. And, you know, um, I actually um, have been recommending um, my strategy to make love not porn born out of, you know, very extreme challenges. But, but it is always about finding the people who get it. You know, it really is about putting what you are all about, what you believe in out there and attracting to you the few people who really, really get that. Because when you find the person who gets it, you can absolutely make shit happen. Excellent. Cindy Gallup, thank you for joining us. Your site's Make Love Not Porn. Check it out. Definitely check it out. Uh, it's been a long time in the making and it's, I think it's, it's going extremely strong right now. Um, thank you for joining us, Cindy. It's been a total pleasure as always, John. Thank you. This has been Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success. I'm John Biggs. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Keep Going. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going. The weather's so cold.